Facts, which I think uh, we would both agree is the biggest question mark for Georgia coming into the 2021 season. Um, yeah, I mean, what do you have any big thoughts off the bat? This is Josh Hancher. Sorry, I forgot to introduce you. What's up, no, Josh? No, it's all good. And I screwed up the intro just a touch, but, you know, I, there's no panic in here. It's just, it's no, good. I mean, you, you're going to go into some of this, but, you know, this is the biggest question mark coming into this uh 2021 season uh we've lost a lot of veteran leadership but georgia has recruited well uh, as we talk about a lot and we've got a lot of talent uh ready to play but it's not a lot of snaps but we've got some plays and and some guys and some numbers we're going to look at um and the biggest guy i guess we want to talk about is uh, our man kelly ringo who is who was injured last year in the preseason didn't get a chance to play this year but uh, Graham, you've got some plays that you got from his uh, plays in high school, right? Oh, I lost Graham. Yeah, totally, man. There you, um, you know, I think. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, you were glitching up for a second, but I think we're good now. Um, All right. Yeah, Kelly Ringo. You see me? Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. So. I think Ringo is probably the surest thing about the Georgia secondary in 2021. Uh, we know he's going to start somewhere. His ball skills are really good as you're seeing right here. Like he is excellent playing the ball in the air. Um, you're going to see a couple plays with him here where like, he's just very good in coverage and phase. And then the thing that sort of separates him as an athlete is that he's able to turn around and play the ball, which we struggled with a lot in the secondary last year. I think Tyson Campbell and Tyreek Stevenson were great in coverage, like elite recognition skills right there, undercutting that ball. Um, and then he's just like, you know, basically beasting kids on the playground, jumping over everyone's head, grabbing that one. But I, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about Ringo. It's like he's unproven because he didn't play any snaps last year, which is 100% true. But in a program full of all-star recruits, Ringo is as elite of a recruit as Georgia has. I mean, like 24-7 rates him as the number 97 recruit of all time since they've been recruiting people since 2000. Um, he is 6'2", he's 205 pounds. He runs a 4'3", 5'40". Uh, he was a legit, like, all-star track athlete in high school, running a 10.36 in the 100 meters. And he's just got incredible fast twitch muscles. Um, I mean, I think the I've got the, I've got the two forty seven up here where he's the what's uh, seventh most highly rated debate DB ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he's wedged between Patrick Peterson and Patrick Sertain, which if he's either of those would be phenomenal. Um, so, I mean, I think it's I understand the hesitation to you know, go ahead and say like, this guy's going to be great and legit because he is, you know, a, a first year player that has not played any college football yet. But I just think he's as this as Georgia has on their team. Nice. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, the conundrum is where is he going to play? Like, as you're seeing on, you know, some of the plays that you were showing there, like his ball skills say he's a boundary corner. Um, we also had some plays there with him coming up and, you know, doing a really good job in run support and he's got a big frame and he's got some good weight on him. So like, I think 
he could play at star if Georgia needs him to. I think ultimately he's going to go wherever the coaches think they need the most help. Um, Cause you know, that's, that's what he's going to provide. Well, one of the guys, Amir speed is one of these guys we were talking about. It's got a lot of talent, but not a lot of, of uh, snaps. He played, you've got him at 26 and you've got some PFF grades that, that, yeah. uh, that, that tell a good story, but yeah, it, it's, it's incomplete. Totally. Yeah. I mean, like the guy who played 26 coverage snaps in, in 2020. Um, I mean, we know he's a big corner at six, three. I mean, the thing is, it's it, the hard thing to say is like, you know, Georgia lost Stokes Stevenson or Stokes, DJ Daniel and Tyson Campbell have all gone to the NFL draft. Tyreek Stevenson transferred to Miami. Um, but you have their four guys that are probably legit, you know, top, top three round NFL talents. Um, so it's, it's understandable that Amir speed hasn't got a ton of burn, you know, playing behind those guys, but it's just sort of, what does that mean? You know, it's like, what's going to happen when the lights come on. And I, and I don't know that he is going to be the number two outside corner. It wouldn't shock me if he plays a lot early in the season and some of these younger guys kind of come along and take that spot from him. But he's been in the program for, you know, three or four years. I mean, he came in in the same recruiting class as Richard LeCount. So like he's been around for a long time for a reason. And I would love to see him, step up to the plate and play some meaningful snaps in his last year of college football. Yeah. I mean, he's there. He's, he's probably a, a, a good influence on some of the younger guys and, you know, he probably knows he doesn't have as much talent as him, but he's been there. He's seen the lights on, you know, doesn't have a lot of snaps, but he could be that guy that, that Kirby leans on to sort of be that calming veteran influence in the backfield. Cause you're going to have a lot of folks playing, um, and, and did you want to talk about Nyland Green? I got some plays up of him. Uh, is he going to be somebody that could compete with Amir for some significant playing time? Yeah, I mean, I, he's, again, uh, never played college football. We're looking at high school tape here. I mean, I think that's the cool thing about the format that we have here is we can actually show people some of these players that they haven't seen in a Georgia uniform yet. Um, he, you know, Kirby Smart likes recruiting big corners. Uh, he's six foot two inches. And he plays, I mean, like this play right here coming up in run support tells me that he could be an, an interchangeable piece and maybe, maybe be the guy that takes uh, Tyreek Stevenson's place in the star position. Um, but it, it just depends, you know, sort of how quickly he can learn the playbook. Um, you know, Latavius Bernie is in, did play some good snaps in the peach bowl as the star and has been in the program a long time, but Nylon Green, from an athlete standpoint, is probably a little faster and a little better in coverage than a guy like Bernie would be expected to be. But Bernie is going to be better in run support. So a lot of these guys we're talking about, like, you know, we're talking about Green right now, like he might be a corner, but it's it's best guess really on sort of how these chess pieces get aligned, right? Like the, the coaching staff is going to put these guys wherever they feel like it makes the most sense. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. And Lewis seems one of those guys that did get a lot of good playing time last year. And yeah. uh, let me, let me pull up his PFF grades. Cause uh, he, I mean, he played like nine games, I think. Uh, let me see here. Switcher. Yeah. Yeah. He played in every game. I think, I mean, he should have, he was the starting safety all year. Um, and I mean, it was seen 
you have the best tackler on the team, right? Um, like he was probably the most consistent performer in Georgia's secondary in 2020. And he brought a physical presence to the back end of that defense that like we probably haven't seen since the days of Thomas Davis and Greg blue and his length makes him solid enough in coverage for a safety. Uh, he only allowed 17 receptions for 233 yards last season. And as a tackler, again, he's, he's the best on the team. PFF grades him out as a 90.7 as a tackler. So like his ability to come up and smash running backs to the line of scrimmage is a huge part of George's identity as a run stuffing defense. And he's I just taking love that. This, I love this play in Missouri. It just comes out just like a shot out of a cannon. We even talked about yeah. this or one of our other shows, but he just, I mean, closing speed's awesome. He's clearly got a, you know, got eyes for the ball and just love, just big hitter. No, yeah, we we said last year that Lewisine was the official uh, defensive back of the show, and I, I think he actually, uh, I think he actually liked one of our our little video clips that we did on him at one point. So we love you if you're watching this, Lewis. But he, you know, like he's taken up that baton as the organizational leader on the defense that sort of LeCount was at the start of last season. LeCount goes out with an injury, and then. The Florida game, you saw a lot of disorganization by Georgia's back end. And after that, you saw Scene directing a lot of traffic and getting guys lined up. And, like, I think that's what Georgia needs him to be. The question is that even though his body is more strong safety, is there a chance that he kind of moves over to account spot at free safety because of those organizational skills, kind of like being that quarterback of the secondary, so to speak. So we'll see what happens there. But, like, that's a guy you can rely on 100%. That is not a question mark. That's an exclamation point. Um, the only kind of crappy thing about it is we might only get to watch one more year of him because there's a good chance he's going to go pro after next season. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's the hallmark of a good program. You know, I mean, Alabama constantly loses guys. Some stay, but, I mean, you know, that's what you want. You just want to reload. And let me just judging by, you know, how much we're going to lose in terms of leadership, but look at all these guys that are ready to come up and play. I mean, it's just, these are the guys that we were, you know, crossing our fingers that we would get on early signing day and we got them. And now it's their time to shine. So it's, everyone's got eyes on the offense, but the defense is unproven, but it's got a lot of talent. It could be really, really good. Yeah. 100%. And it's like, you know, this is, you're right. Recruiting matters. This is why, you know, we pay attention to it. This is why, Kirby Smart and his staff make it a priority to bring these guys in. You never know until the lights come on, but you would think if there's a program in the country that is equipped to deal with these kind of losses, it would be Georgia. But let's move over to the next, the other safety spot and talk about Christopher Smith. Um, you know, I, I feel like Smith is kind of a, a little bit of like an unheralded guy that, you know, we don't really talk about, but he quietly played a lot of snaps for Georgia last year and did a really good job. Um, yeah, this, I mean, this is a early in the game stop, but he had a, a big stop later in the game too. You know, just again, just, you know, kind of like we talked about seeing just, you know, shot out of a cannon and, and found the ball carrier and, and took him down. Yeah, and I mean, Smith has the coverage skills of a defensive back, but he's playing safety. Um so, you know, I, again, it's one of those chess piece things. Like, it wouldn't shock me to see him maybe move around to a different position because, like, really I would love to see him line up maybe at the other 
other outside corner spot opposite of, of Ringo and someone like Major Burns or one of these younger guys like prove they're equipped to, to start at the other safety spot because his body type probably fits that mold better. But I mean, he did a really good job like last year for Georgia. I mean, he, he gave up four receptions and played in every single game. Um, I mean, his, the guy he was covering was only targeted eight times, which tells you that he was doing a damn good job in coverage. Um, I, he's not going to make as many like, of those kind of all-star plays that that LeCount made when he was at safety. Like, he's not going to gamble like Richard did either, though. So, I think maybe a little bit less like boom or bust, but a higher floor play to play. Yeah, I mean, we've heard Havoc, you know, for the last couple of years. Um, but, you know, Havoc can lead to, you know, over-pursued or – making, you know, making a, the decision quickly, but the wrong one and getting beat over the top. You know, if you're making, mm-hmm. if you're, if you got your eyes in the backfield and you break too early, it sets you up for that, you know, our favorite play, the wheel plays as they watch that, you know, if you, if you're chasing down guys in coverage and, you know, they're, they're just going to throw it over the top of you. So, I mean, it takes, um, you know, maybe, maybe a little bit more of a reserved, you know, mindset out of there and just make the plays you got to make and not go, you know, get out over your skis too much. Yeah, 100%. No, that's a good way to put it. And, I mean, I think the, you know, the the third guy in that safety group is Major Burns. I mean, I, we think he's probably the next guy up at either safety position right now, whether that's free safety or strong safety. Um, the Really, the most play he got was against Florida, as you're showing here. Um, and, and he's talented. Like, he played 46 snaps. He comes up there and does a good job and runs support. Uh, he did have one kind of bad missed tackle in that game, but like it, he's a young guy, right? Like last year, you know, it was his, his freshman season, his first year. I mean, like good. Yeah, show he, got play in this, he got a, he got a, uh, a tackle late in that Arkansas game, which, you know, I was excited to see him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that means he was he, in the shortened preseason, he was there executing in plans. I mean, he got his a chance to play True. in that first game. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he's got talent. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see if he can kind of take that next step because the the issue for Georgia right now is, like, I think between incoming freshmen and what's there, that there's, you know, there's enough to field a solid secondary. But what happens if one or two guys get injured and go down for, for stretches of time in the regular season? Like, it feels like the drop-off is probably pretty big. So, like, if Burns can kind of step up and be the type of guy that, you know, okay, this defensive back gets injured, we can move Chris Smith over to boundary corner, Burns can come in at free safety, and you're not going to miss a beat. Like, that would be huge for Georgia. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, and it, then, it's exciting. And, I mean, they've got a lot of guys. You know, I mean, Kirby wants to play a lot of a lot of, a lot of guys out there, and I, I think they're – again i keep saying it we're losing a lot of leadership but we got a lot of, of horses ready to go so i mean I, I i'm keep using all these cliches but i just feel that way oh, we, don't have, we haven't seen a lot of them no yeah 100 um let's talk about the star position that's kind of the you know sort of that tweener linebacker sort of you know defensive back position in the secondary kind of a half safety half half db um you've got latavius bernie clips here Boom. This was like the best play he made all year. 
and he struggled in the start of the Cincinnati game. I mean, he was only on the field because of the guys that opted out for the NFL draft. And, and he came in and he played very, very well uh, after the first couple of series of that game. And he's another one of those guys that's been in the program a long time. Like he's about to be a senior. I think a lot of Georgia fans have kind of given up on him. He'd been buried on the depth chart for most of his career. And you know what? He got an opportunity in the Peach Bowl and he, he made the most of his, his opportunity. And I, I think it's, you know, you got to love having guys like that in your program. He, there he is again, like bringing the, the wood. Um, as we said earlier, I think like if he is going to be the star, um, you can look at him as very solid in run support, but perhaps a liability uh, in certain situations as a defensive back in coverage. Um, the clips you're showing now are of Kamari Lassiter. I think that's the guy that my money is probably on to emerge as the starter at some point in 21. His body type really kind of screams star. Uh, Nylon Green or Kelly Ringo could be a, a factor there too, but it all depends on sort of how the staff plays this. But uh, these two plays from Lassiter, I think, kind of illustrate what he brings to the table. One, you see the the coverage ability and the you know the skill to identify the ball, and then here you have him coming up and laying a really good lick uh, on the running back and run support. So, I, I think it's just you know there's a lot of talent there, and I feel like a broken record saying this, but it's just going to be interesting to see sort of where those pieces fall and what slots they sort of get plugged into. I mean, Kelly Ringo, I mean is seems like a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've seen his speed stats, uh, you know, all over yeah, Twitter. Like 22.7 miles an hour in practice. And, and you compare to Marion Smith and how much more, uh, you know, weight he's carrying around and to even be in the same universe as Arian Smith, you know, on a, on a miles per hour is just insane. So, yeah. um, I mean, he's, he's a guy, I mean, I mean he would have played last year hadn't he gotten, had he not gotten hurt. So I'm most excited to see that, but I'm, I'm excited, you know, because I also am excited because, you know, we're talking about the offense and it's not the defense that has to, it, we can kind of exhale on defense and let these guys play a little bit, you know, because our offense is poised to be better and, and can score more points than we have in the last few years as judging by the last few games of JT Daniels. So I think they're going to have, they're not going to be, their backs aren't going to be against the wall. So uh, it's, you know, it's a lot of unknowns, but there's a lot to be looking at, a lot, lot to look forward to. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think the closing thought that I would sort of offer is that the the secondary, you're right, like there, there's a good enough offense there where they can make some mistakes. I think the question is, you know, how many mistakes they make uh, will probably determine whether Georgia can beat Clemson in week one. Like if they can grow up in the offseason and we can see some – some good progress in, in G day. Maybe I think that's going to be like the biggest thing to watch for in G day is how the secondary performs. Um, then there's a chance that, you know, Georgia can run through Clemson, you know, beat them and, and then give these guys the entirety of a sec regular season to really kind of round into form. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely the unit to watch this off season, like 100%. Like that's the, probably the, the difference between Georgia being, you know, another sort of team, like a, having another season where maybe you go to an SEC title game and don't quite get through Bama versus maybe running undefeated through the regular season and going to the college football playoff is probably how that secondary develops. I, I don't keep track of the, 
the, the scholarship count and all that, but it's, I guess it's not impossibly or not impossible to think that it could be a, a grad transfer or, 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 you know, someone that portals in to help us out, maybe some yeah. leadership there. And, you know, I know we have a new defensive back coach in the, and he did not bring in his stud uh, defensive back from West Virginia, but you know, I, I still know. think may, maybe the book's not closed on exactly what the personnel is going to be. Yeah. And I, you know, I keep hearing like whispers of the same thing as well. And there's, you know, folks that kind of claim that they know something's going to happen and that some guys are going to shift around after spring. I mean, who knows? I know that we do have three or four open spots scholarship wise. I think, you know, maybe, maybe I think, I think it's three. So yeah, if talent emerges, we know that Kirby smart will never hesitate to recruit over somebody that's already on the roster. So you're um, saying Eric Gilbert could come. Is that what you're saying? Still, we I'm not saying that. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I think that Gilbert at this point, like truthfully, my, my perspective on him is, uh, I hope that he gets whatever help he needs, whether that's, you know, mentally or academically or whatever. And, but I, I don't know that football is maybe the, the biggest concern with him right now. It seems like there's, there's other issues going on there. Um, am I glad that Georgia won't have to play against him next year? I, I won't pretend like I'm not cause he's a beast. Um, but I really hope that, you know, he, he lands somewhere that's the right situation for him and, can kind of you know get happy and find yeah. himself in a good situation yeah we forget how young these guys are you know totally he's yeah. a true freshman and and uh i mean i don't know what your freshman year was like but i was a mess so no um, it wasn't good man yeah, yeah it was a shit show for sure um sometimes it was a fun shit show but oftentimes it was you know not so <laughs> oh, i gotta check the explicit check spot check box in the uh podcast now all right so on that that note we are we're going to be putting these uh up on a podcast so i guess if you're watching you probably aren't going to listen to it but we'll be uh pushing that a little bit so if you don't have time to watch we will send you a link or or you can find our link to check these out on audio we're going to continue working in partnership with uh our friends over at chapel bell curve but that's going to be a little more into the uh closer to the season and stuff but please subscribe to the youtube channel please retweet and like us on twitter um and we're going to be breaking down some more of these and we love your feedback so let us know uh what you think about this one or or you've got some questions about some positions we haven't talked about yet maybe we can do a little research and get some numbers and some tape on those guys um yeah that was my little plug there but what else take us out of here graham no uh yeah please prescribe uh subscribe not prescribe but subscribe to us on uh youtube at dog sports live or uh wherever you get your podcast apple spotify you can find us there at dog sports live as well um that is josh hancher he is our stat man slash producer extraordinaire slash all-around good guy uh my name is graham coffee um you can find Josh on Twitter at dog underscore stats. You can find me on Twitter at dog out West. And if you hurry, you could become my 1000th follower. Which That's be... right. Shout out. Come on. Get, let's go. Gonna, let's go get to the, get to the one K <laughs> let's do it. Um, so yeah, no, uh, we also want to thank, uh, dog sports and SB nation for, uh, letting us do this. Uh, it's a blast and, um, you'll definitely, you know, see some, some more involvement from some of the personalities over at dog sports as we kind of continue putting these out. So uh, yeah, we thank you guys for joining us and we'll be back soon with our next spring position preview.
All right. Go dogs. Go dogs.